Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome to the show. I've been involved in the marketing world for probably 30 plus years. I started in Crecom, that's where I took marketing, communications, public relations, etc. And then over the years, I've worked at a number of different companies and marketing departments and so on and so forth. And it's been an interesting journey because marketing is not just its own thing. It encompasses so much more. You know, there's the copywriting, there's the communications, there's advertising, there's the PR and events and everything else in between. So it's not just its own separate silo. Everything works together. But what's interesting is over the years where you have your traditional marketing, everything now has moved to more of a digital platform, so to speak. And so everything is more digital. It's more accessible. And I know traditional marketing very well because that's what I've been working with. But digital, not so much. And when you want to think about digital marketing or even social media, you want to be able to work with people who understand the digital world, you know, social media and everything along with that. Because I have to admit, I know a little bit about a little bit, but I know know enough to be dangerous and not in the good way. And so that's why it's important that you have people in your corner who understand that world and can help you deal with it. My guest today is someone who is very talented, very proficient, and I want to say an expert in my eyes when it comes to the digital world and social media. It's Tinica Buskul Lioma. Hi, Tinica. Welcome. Thanks for being here. I am honored to be on your podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Aside from the fact that we both love coffee, because you know, it is coffee with Jenny B. My desire, I guess, or or my being happy to have you here is that we're actually friends. And uh, we met about six years ago. It was about six years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think uh, we've been in each other's lives for half a decade already. (laughs) 
Yeah. And sometimes it feels like forever, but in a good way, because sometimes when you think, oh, I've been doing this forever and it sounds like a drag, but in our case, it's just every day, it's every day, it's something exciting. And both of us are idea people, you know, we're always coming with ideas and we're both excited and we both love Christmas. So that's something else that we have in common. (laughs) It's so true. We're both passionate about community, coffee, like you said, connecting, uh, Mm -hmm. marketing, creativity that we just have a lot in common and that's why we get along so well. Absolutely. And we actually met when you were working at the downtown Winnipeg biz and our mutual friend, Jordan, who has a fit city, Jordan, he had connected with you about doing some, something to do with health and fitness for, for the downtown. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, At the time he was super passionate or is still super passionate about health and fitness. And he just knew that you're a super connector and he thought that we would connect well on both a professional and a personal level. Yes. And and you're right. I mean, because you and I are both connectors and it's not like, um, oh, my job is a connector. It's just something that I think is is really a part of who we are because it just comes naturally. And, And being a connector is not you know, something that you do on purpose. It's more of a, you see opportunities and you think, oh, that person would go great with that, or that partnership would work. Or, um, you know, you should meet my friend so-and-so, which is, I think what Jordan did is, is he said, oh, you should meet my friend Jenny. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. It's in our DNA, but I'm glad that he brought us together. (laughs) Us connectors find each other. (laughs) You know, they do. And connectors find each other and they work together and then they bring other people into their I don't want to call it a private club, but sometimes it feels like it's more of an exclusive thing that we have together because other people don't understand what we do, do they? No, definitely not. I remember when I first started in the marketing world, the folks just didn't even understand that there were people behind the events that were being put on, the signage that's in a place or things like that, uh, which and sometimes it's a good sense if it just flows and looks right and feels right then you you don't notice it or you don't know that you've noticed it. You've noticed it, but you're just not paying attention to it. It's there subconsciously and that that's okay too. Yeah. And it doesn't have to, you know, hit you over the head with this idea. It's more subtle in a sense. And and I know they talk about, you know, don't ever worry about what's going on in and behind the scenes because it could be total chaos. But as long as people are seeing what you want them to see, then that's all that really matters. I definitely agree. They don't know, need to know the challenges that you're putting out or the fires that are happening. Like you said, uh, we're like the ducks, right? On the surface, everything is calm and fabulous and working exactly the way it's supposed to. But underneath the water, everything is happening and we're taking care of it all. And we're we're, we're paddling as fast as we can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our yeah. legs are tired, but we're still out there with a smile on our face. Yeah. And, you know, when you're a, an event manager, I, I always say that uh, I'm I'm great at flying by the seat of my pants because you just never know what fires need to be put out. And my daughter is the same way, but I know some people who are stuck, you know, plan A didn't work. And it's like, oh my God, what do I do? A plan A doesn't work. I'm, I'm lost. And meanwhile, we've gone off to like D, E and all the way up to Z, depending on what, what it requires, right? Yeah, 100%. We can really visualize things. I just hosted a barbecue for a client the other day. And, you know, making sure little things that some other folks may have not thought of, but 
what's the washroom situation? What needs to be in the washroom? How are we communicating and directing folks to the washroom? It's just one small element of that barbecue. Very important. You would notice if it wasn't done right or wasn't done at all, but just something that came naturally and it's things that I'm thinking of. So we're layering all those different things when we're doing events or or marketing or whatever it is we're working on. And it's all about making sure that the experience is what the client or the the company or whoever you're working for, that they have the best experience. They don't need to worry about those details because that's what they hire us to do is to make sure that, you know, you have access to the washrooms or the lights working, you know, is there a garbage can beside the, the coffee station, you know, is speaking of coffee, is someone providing the coffee, you know, it's making sure that, you know, if you're expecting a guest speaker and they're delayed you're handling it, you know, and, and making sure that things are running smoothly. And, and I think for me, and I hope it feels the same way for you is that there's that sense of adrenaline, you know, that, that excitement that just keeps you going and and gets you really excited. And I've been known to run on coffee and fumes (laughs) just to get it done. (laughs) Absolutely. I can definitely see that coffee is what we all need every day, but especially on event days. Hmm. Yes, and good coffee too. Not not any of the, and I won't mention any names like um, <clears throat> Tim Hortons, but uh, <laughs> it has to be the the good stuff that gets us going. <laughs> well, on that that barbecue day, I definitely stopped at Harrison's first. I picked up a gift card because we wanted to give it away because it's local and we wanted a little giveaway. But I also got myself a vanilla iced latte to get me through that barbecue. <laughs> yes, and you know it's important to make sure that we're well well equipped with that coffee in hand and and. Uh, you know, gives us that energy that we can make sure that things are done. Yeah. Coffee makes all things good. <laughs> it absolutely does. Now you were uh, with the downtown biz for a few years and then you were uh, also working as a market, actually even working as a marketing manager ever since you graduated in 2004 from the Crecom program. What made you decide to get into Crecom? You know, was it that you were always interested in marketing or was it just a, hey, this looks like fun and I think I'll do this? I was originally interested on the journalism side. So growing up, I always wanted to be a TV news reporter. But at the time, I felt that news was more hard hitting and not very positive. Like, uh, I just couldn't imagine putting a microphone in front of someone's face who had just suffered a tragedy. I very much wear my emotions on my sleeve. I would be crying along with them. And you just, at that time, couldn't do that. Now there's so much different types of journalism, types of storytelling out there, much more positive, which would be more my brand. But I was still in the right course. And in the first year, I was in a radio contest held at a mall that was so poorly run where I spent more money on food. I lived in the mall for a few days, spent more money on food than I won back in prizes and realized I want to do event planning. So I was still in the right atmosphere. I just switched my major to public relations, which was the perfect thing for me. And with the work placements, I got to start at St. Patel Center, who then hired me after my work placement. And from there, I've been in the marketing events and communications and public relations world ever since. And I love seeing the trajectory of your careers. You know, so when we met at Downtown Winnipeg Biz, I I didn't know you when you were working for St. Patel Mall. But then uh, after that, you were managing a couple of properties as the marketing director, which I think is really exciting because, uh, you know, I always say that marketing, it doesn't matter what you're marketing or promoting. Honestly, it really does not matter what the product, service, company, whatever it is, you're still applying the same principles in, in terms of making sure that, first of all, you're promoting who they are and doing it in, in a way that is beneficial to both 
them and you as well, because it's a working relationship that you have, but it's using all your skills and knowledge to make sure that people know who they are or what they're doing. Because really, if they don't know who they are, what they are, and what they're selling, or if if it's an event, then people aren't going to buy a ticket or buy their product or service, are they? No, that's exactly right. Like you said, it doesn't matter what we're marketing. I just want to make sure that what we're promising isn't over-promising and under-delivering, whether that's a specific experience or even when you come on site and, you know, it just doesn't look or feel the same way. Uh, So we want to make sure all the touch points, all the feelings, everything that we're marketing makes sense. But we can definitely apply it to any, any type of genre, any atmosphere, anything. I've been super lucky because my background is mall marketing and area marketing, where I've worked for five different malls and two business improvement zones, because my passion is local. And within those places, I'm really helping support the businesses that are there. So my goal was always to bring people to the mall or to the area, and then also help uplift the local businesses so that they could benefit from that traffic that I'm hopefully bringing to that area for them, and also help them in their own business. Mm-hmm. And it's a win-win. And, and I love when that happens because again, getting back to that relationship, you know, it's a relationship that you have with those people and with those businesses. And you want to make sure that it's a mutually beneficial relationship. And I don't want to say that it it's about the money or it's about the connections, but it's about making sure that people feel good about the product, the service that, that they're getting from you. And that, as you say, um, making sure that you are meeting their needs and promoting local and promoting their business and just making sure that everything works out well. And and I love that about you because you were so passionate, as you say, so passionate about local, but also you bring that passion to pretty much everything you do, whether you're working with people or it, it doesn't matter. It's just, it's just something and, and you radiate that joy and that happiness that I think is so key in drawing people to you. And that's what I really love about who you are as a person. Thanks. I appreciate that. It's neat because joy, I know, is part of your brand as well. Um, And definitely for my personal brand, positivity is in there. Uh, I've been called annoyingly optimistic in the past, and I own that. Like, I will always look at the cup half full. I will always try to be a solution seeker, and I will be your biggest cheerleader and your your rally person. (laughs) Yes, and you're really good at that. And you know what I love about who you are as a person is that you are so generous with your time. I was dealing with my uh, my website and and I wasn't quite getting things and you said, "Hey, you know what? I'm happy to help." So we met at a Starbucks and you know, you pulled out my my laptop and you started making all these changes and I w- I was watching you with just, you know, wide eyes amazement and it's like, "How are you doing that? You make it look so simple." And I have honest, I wasn't quite sure exactly what you were doing. If I were to try and do that on my own, I I like I have no idea. I'd have to go into Google and even then I wouldn't get it right. And so you have that talent and that gift for making that happen. And so was that something that came naturally to you in terms of the whole, you know, digital experience, or was that something that you had to learn to be more proficient at? Well, thank you for that. I I always love helping people. I am definitely a helper at heart, but my love for online 
probably was really natural. Uh, I definitely worked at it and learned to improve my skills, but I see such potential there, especially for small businesses. Having an online presence, I feel, is really important, but it doesn't have to be anything major. You don't need a huge website. You need a landing page at minimum, ideally. Uh, But to be fair, I currently don't even have my website up because I'm so busy helping other folks work on their projects. I haven't done mine, but it's all in my mind. I could, you know, bust it out in a weekend. But for right now, that's okay. But for other folks, I definitely recommend, you know, having that online presence at minimum for social media, even go and grab your names. You don't have to be online utilizing those at this time. Uh, But for every new platform that comes up, I always recommend go and secure your name so that no one else can take it from you. I would love to see everyone on social media. I feel like it's a really great platform. You have to do it right. Um, and right really is consistent. <laughs> and, and that's the biggest thing. It doesn't matter if you're planning on posting every day. But if you plan on posting once a week, that's great. Just be consistent with it and, and make sure that it looks great. But yeah, my passion, like I love TikTok. I love jumping on some of the new trends and just seeing where they're going. And I think the digital world, I love it because it's so accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. It is accessible because all you need is your a, a device of some sort, whether it's a laptop, phone, you know, iPad, etc., and you can jump on. Now, I want to touch on what you talked about in terms of social media. Social media can get a bit of a bad rap just because people think that, well, first of all, it's time consuming. You know, it's it's going down that rabbit hole, and you're spending way too much time, you know, looking at cat videos and you know all the rest of it, <laughs> and can get lost in it. And there's also that feeling that you're never quite measuring up to what you see, but then what you're seeing is not always what is actually happening, is it? Yeah, you're totally right. For personal and individual social media, we're really putting the highlights and the best of our life on there typically. And then we're comparing our lowest selves to the best selves that we're seeing online. So you definitely need to take that with a grain of salt and just remember that we're all human. Um, That's why some of my favorite content uh, for everybody, businesses and individuals, is behind the scenes content. Just showing the day to day, like we're human, we're just, we're doing our thing. And it's okay if it's not perfect and pretty, because we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. We're far from perfect. And and that's the thing is, I think, for some of us, myself included, when I look at posting things, I go to post something and it's like, ah, I don't want to post that. Like who's going to, who's going to care? But really it shouldn't be what others are caring. It should be what you want because really the purpose of having, at least in my mind of having say an Instagram account or, or even Facebook is, are you using it to connect with people? You know, like Facebook, for instance, you know, my husband, he has his account so he can connect with his friends from high school and family in Italy and looking at what's happening. And for him, that's all he needs. And for me, for, for Instagram, yeah, it's connecting, but it's, it's sharing myself, you know, so I shouldn't have to worry what others are going to think. It's like, you know, if they don't like it, they don't have to follow me. They can, they can go somewhere else. And so what can you say to people that are a little hung up about what others are thinking or, or whether they should even do what they're doing on social media? Number one, and we all struggle with this, including myself, uh, you don't have to be perfect. (laughs) Just try to get rid of the perfectionism and just try to be authentic. Whatever that looks like to you, that is okay. Don't beat yourself up over it. If you haven't posted in a while and you're, you're passionate about posting something but don't know if you should, do it if it's right. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to tell you anything about political or, or things like that. But if this is on brand for you, something you're passionate about and wanting to share, 
then post it. It's totally fine. And you can use platforms in different ways. For me, Facebook is really about sharing other people's things. Uh, I don't often post personally on there because I do love the visuals of uh, Instagram and TikTok, but I use it to share other people's events or or, uh, remind folks of the countdown to Christmas. We are less than five months away to Christmas. You know, that's important (laughs) info for folks. (laughs) Uh, But I love Instagram and it's just fun. And, And with every platform too, you have different ways to use it. For example, Instagram, some people are passionate about stories and they love sharing stories, but they don't often post to their their feed. And that's okay too. Just do what feels right for you. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out. I can give you some pointers, but just start, you know, anytime's a good time to start. And for me, I don't mind the stories, although sometimes I get hung up with in terms of like, I see people with long stories. And when I do a story, it's like, oh, uh, I only have I don't even know how many minutes I have, but it seems like really short. And I look and it's like, how are they stringing all of these stories together? Is it like, is it like a series of stories that you put together? Like I'm lost when it comes to that. And unless somebody shows me how to do it, I just, okay, forget it. I'll just do my little short stories. And then I tried to do a reel and it's like, okay, that's not working. So I guess I I can learn how to do it or, or get you to show me how to do it. But if I'm not really into doing that. Should I really worry about it? Like the algorithm is changing all the time. So it's like, oh, you have to do stories or now it's reels or now you have to do this. And it makes me dizzy thinking about, okay, so what am I supposed to do this time? You know, so what should you do in terms of like, is it maybe like you said, either just doing stories or maybe doing a post and maybe don't worry about doing a reel. What would you suggest? (laughs) Well, at minimum, if you're getting hung up on on things, for example, reels, then I would say just don't do them or take time to learn them and just have fun practicing with them. But if that's your hang up and you're comfortable doing just posts and stories, do what you can for now. I definitely recommend that your bio is up to date so that if folks want to get in touch with you or want to know what you're about, that you have that um, ready to go. But again, start where you're comfortable like you said, the algorithm's always changing. It, you know, before we were recommended from the creator's account themselves, which is from Instagram, you know, one to three, one to five hashtags. And then now it's switched back to 20 to 30 hashtags recommended. So it's changing all the time. It's hard to keep up with that. So that's where that consistency comes in, is doing what you can. Uh, scheduling tools are also amazing. There's a lot of free tools out there that I like to use, um, again, for that consistency, just to make sure that you're posting something. I don't love them for stories personally, but I'm usually out and about and stories are, are easy to add in um, because stories are only there for 24 hours. So they're more in the moment. They're really interactive uh, where you can put polls or questions or sliders and just have some fun with it. But yeah, I would definitely recommend don't worry too much about everything that's changing because it's always going to be changing. Uh, just do what you can and um, just try to have fun with it. Yes, for businesses, it is a really great tool that can be taken very seriously. And there are folks like me who do it as a job, which think like 10 years ago, this job didn't exist, (laughs) which is so neat. But you can still have fun with it on a personal level. And for business, just again, focus on the behind the scenes, the things that you're really good at, elevate other people's content. Um, You know, if you have a neighbor that you want to give a shout out to, let's share like a rising tide raises all ships. And that's where social media is so great is that we can really be sharing other people's content. And speaking of content, that's really what is driving the engagement, isn't it? Is that you have your quality content. It's okay to post 
like I say, a cat video, for instance, you know, about your cats and your cats are adorable, <laughs> but it's really content. It's, it's people wanting to know more about who you are. And, and yes, it's behind the scenes and it's and showing your warts, I suppose, in a sense. And, and yeah, I'm a real person. I'm not some, what do they call them? Bots or, or a fake account. It's, it's, this is me. This is who I really am. And, you know, sometimes even going on there and saying, Hey, you know, I'm really struggling, but I know that it's important. And I know that Terry Hofford is really good about putting herself out there and really sharing who she's all about. And that, that makes me want to know more about her because she's being real and she's being authentic. And so that is, that's really what people who want to put themselves out there on social media is just to be authentic and be themselves, isn't it? Yeah, exactly that. And seeing if we can add value to folks, to our followers and our friends in any additional way. Again, whether that's sharing something that you found that's elevating somebody or something else, sharing some tips that have helped you through a challenging time or something like that. The biggest thing is a reminder that you're not always selling. (laughs) You know, you definitely don't want every single post to be a sell, sell, sell type message. There's definitely room for that, but you want to be sharing other people's things or or just adding value and being authentic in other ways. Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G, where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. Now let's get back to the show. Now, I want to touch back on on you. It said there are some uh, scheduling tools that are free. Which ones do you recommend? Yeah, so uh, I actually really love Meta's um, business suite. So it's fairly new where you can go into the back end of Facebook, into the new business suite and schedule Facebook and Instagram from there. I also really like Buffer. I do think Buffer may be a paid tool, but I do use it uh, for one of my clients. Planoly is another one that I've used in the past. I really like Planoly for Instagram because you can see what your grid is going to look like before you actually post and you can move things around if you're really uh, concerned or or interested in in making sure that your grid is gorgeous. (laughs) Again, you don't have to be perfect, but it's a nice tool for folks. And later.com is another uh, free tool, really great for Instagram as well, where you can see the grid. But my favorite would still definitely be a meta from business. Oh, that's great. I didn't even realize that they had a business platform. So that's good to know. I mean, you're in the app or the the program anyway. So if you're in Instagram or Facebook, why would you go out to other tools, which are great? I mean, I've heard of Planoly. I haven't heard of Buffer or later, but Planoly I know is is really good at, you can post a month's worth of content if you want, and it's ready to go. But using the business suite, I think is a really good idea. So I'll have to look into that. It's great because you can post the same photo or image to, you know, both platforms, but you can still specialize it so that you're tagging appropriately on Instagram, you're adding your hashtags in there. Uh, Because the biggest no, no, please do not ever do this is cross posting. If you're putting something on Instagram, 
when you cross post to Facebook because the language is very different. If you've tagged someone on Instagram, it won't relate when it translates over to Facebook. Um, the hashtag use on Facebook is very minimal. They recommend currently at this time one to do hashtags, but for most, I, I don't prefer to use a hashtag there. But again, that language is different. So please do not cross post whether that's LinkedIn, Twitter, <laughs> TikTok, anywhere. Um, <laughs> but yeah, still have fun with it. It's just a few tweaks, but Facebook lets you do that when you're scheduling through the meta business tool. Okay, good to know, because I thought that the convenience of linking Instagram and Facebook together is that I don't have to worry about now, okay, now I have to go out and post again. But you're saying that because the language is different. And of course, if I'm using, let's say, the 20 hashtags in Instagram, and then I share that in Facebook, it's going to bring in those 20 hashtags, right? If you are going to do that, I recommend then quickly popping into Facebook after editing your post, uh, removing the hashtags. And if you've tagged anyone in Instagram, or used words like link in bio, and uh, Facebook, you can actually put the link. So just make a few edits right after you've posted, and then you're good to go. Because mm-hmm. I've noticed that the people that I tag in Instagram are not necessarily the same in Facebook. And sometimes I can't tag someone in Facebook because they don't have a Facebook account. And so, yeah, being mindful of that is is a really good idea. So that's a good tip. Yeah, it just helps you clean it up and, and make it look better. Ideally as well, you always want to throw those links right in there for Instagram. You can't or like don't put, please don't put a link in the write-up, in the copy, in the caption. You need to put that through the bio or through if you have a link tree or something like that, uh, and then just send people link in bio, because uh, everyone knows that language now. But on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, you can put actual links. So if you can put those in, it just makes it easier for folks to get them right to the information that you're looking for. And that's the key, isn't it? Because you want people to find you. And not only to find you, but you want people to share your content or share your your posts and so on. Because really, let's say I was writing a post about you and I was tagging you about something that I'm doing or that you're doing, then you're going to share that with your followers. And then it, you know, it's like that commercial for, um, oh, I forget that uh, shampoo from the 70s. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell two friends and they tell two friends and so on and so forth, you know, so it's, it's just organically getting that message out there. Absolutely. And that's still the best part is that you get to see new followers too, who are interested in the same things that you are. So then you can start following them and get exposed to new things and what's happening in your community or things that you're passionate about as well. It's such a sharing as caring type of atmosphere that I think we're in right now. Mm-hmm, I agree. I want to talk about your company and uh, your website. So Tin Can Creative. Now Tin, T-I-N, okay, I can see the first three letters of your name, but uh, and then Tin Can, of course, but how did you come up with that idea? Thanks for asking. I think like most people trying to start a business, you toss around a ton of different ideas. I was listening to your branding podcast uh, with your friend there, and I I loved hearing about how the ideas come together. Yeah, definitely Tin from my name. Uh, My nickname is Tin, and I have the periodic table of elements uh, tattoo for Tin on me uh, because I really lean into that nickname. Uh, But it's, it's really for me, Tinica can be creative. So I mentioned I'm a helper. I definitely do a lot of um, marketing and communications and public relations for folks, but I also can help in whatever you need. 
Uh, my favorite thing to do is helping people with those big projects that have been on your corner of your desk for forever that you know you need to do, but they are not urgent in any way and you just don't have time for. For example, revising your media list, or I have also helped folks with formatting a huge document, just big stuff that just takes time that they don't have. So Tin Can Creative is just, I can be there and be creative for you or just help in any way. I love that. And it makes me think of of a virtual assistant, which in some ways you are in the sense that you can provide virtual, but also in person. But yeah, you're helping us work out those projects. You know, if, if I put something on the back burner, because you know what, either I don't understand what I'm doing, or I started doing it, but I made a big mess and I don't know how to fix it. You know, so can I come to you and say, okay, here's here's my dog's breakfast of this thing that I was trying to do. Can you help me? Can you fix it? <laughs> so hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I love short-term projects too, in, in that sense that, you know, this is a one and done. I can help you fix that. Or you have an event coming up and you just need some ideas for social media or marketing or branding around it. I can help you with that. Um, or if you're looking for like a long-term marketing and advertising strategy, we can do that too. And that's what I love being able to help lots of different folks with their different needs that are usually pretty urgent <laughs> um, mm-hmm. that they they wanted to try something they got stuck and they just need this figured out sooner rather than later that's usually where I can really jump in and provide some service for them mm-hmm. and I love that and and I love that you can do everything from say like you say a one and done to you know sometimes uh, you know a big project and you know everything in between because sometimes I think myself included, that I'm afraid to reach out to someone because of the price tag can be a little, little steep. And it's like, uh, you know, I need to get it done, but I don't know if I can afford it. So it's nice to know that you can offer a number of different options so that people can, now, can they find that information on your website? Or it's more of a sort of a, a discovery call with you? Definitely a discovery call because I don't have a website yet. Okay, <laughs> because <right>. everything. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> because, you know, it's all good. Uh, because it really is so individualized, like figuring out what your actual needs are. If we're going to do it on a per project basis or an hourly basis, I'm really flexible that way. Um, again, my goal is just to help folks. So I want to come up with a solution that works for you, even if it you know has to be a contra. Um, I've done that in the past for, for different things. You know, we're all small businesses. I'm lucky that I've been able to be on my own and do what I've wanted to do for the last two years. This this has always been my passion. And I've always had a full-time job and a part-time job with it. And now I get to do the doing and really do it on my own. And I've been so blessed for the last two years. Uh, So I just want to be able to share that with others. And I love that you work with others. I know that you've done a lot of work with uh, Charmaine and that you you have that that really nice it's it's almost like a symbiotic partnership where you you are so in tuned with what you're doing which makes sense that you know Charmaine brings you on to do different projects and I know you've taken over her social media a few times what was that like working with Charmaine it was amazing. So when I was looking to leave the downtown Winnipeg biz, it wasn't because of anything that was going on there. It was just I really wanted to do the doing. And in as, as my role as a director, I really needed to be 30,000 foot thinking, strategic thinking, which I still do in a day to day basis, but really want to be more hands on. 
And I was so blessed at the time because Charmaine was able to offer me an opportunity where I could take over her clients or take on her clients, not over, (laughs) take on her clients to serve them and serve her as well so that she could continue to expand her business. So I was her first hire. Um, And then at the time, I also had a leasing project. Um, Like you said before, I was a resident manager of a building and they were bringing on a new project and I got to lease up a brand new property in downtown Winnipeg for rentals. And that with those two gigs alone, it was enough that I could leave the the biz and start this. So always will be grateful to Charmaine for giving me that start and, you know, working within her systems and figuring out what works best for her because I had my own clients, but it's always nice figuring out how other people manage this and what their expectations are and um, just making sure that I'm both serving Charmaine and the clients. And that was really great. She's a great connector. You know, she has her hustle and charm community where she's really trying to uplift and connect other women entrepreneurs. And so it's just been a really great fit. Mm-hmm. I love reading more about what she does because, you know, similar to to you and I, it, it's always about what is she doing now? What's the next great idea that she's doing? And, you know, I drive my husband crazy because I'm always coming with ideas. And now my granddaughter, who's four and a half, so Lenny also will say, okay, guys, I've got an idea. This is what we're doing. And he's like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. The next generation of creativity has already sparked. Yes. And I just marvel at where her mind goes because, you know, and she's such a happy, happy child. I remember one day she was sleeping over at our place And she woke up and the first thing she said after sleeping all night, the first thing she said was, do you know what fruit bats eat? And I said, "Uh, no, what do fruit bats eat? Well, they eat watermelon and mangoes. Oh, okay. That's interesting to know. You know, so her mind is, is like constantly and children under five. I, you know, I read somewhere that children under five, that's the important time for them to really absorb information. Well, she's, she absorbs everything and she doesn't forget anything. And and so, and she'll ask questions and she'll say, you know, what about this and what about that? And we tell her everything real that you want to know this, this is what it is. And I can see, and I watch her face and, and she's absorbing and you're right. She's the next future of whatever she wants to be the next creative. I love that. That's so exciting to see where she's going to go. And it doesn't have to be a straight trajectory either, right? Like I love my story and how varied it is. And every opportunity I've had has led me to the next one. <laughs> and and it's funny how the universe works in that sense, because, you know, I, I liken it to sort of like breadcrumbs where, you know, you're here and then you see something, you know, like somebody's shared something and then you follow that link and it takes you somewhere else or someone will mention something or out of passing, you know, like, Hey, you should meet my friend Jenny. And then here we are years later, because Jordan thought that, you know, we should be connected, but it's funny how people form those relationships because I feel like we've known each other for so long that I had to ask, okay, so how long, how long have we been friends? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when it's natural and when it's comfortable, it just flows and it feels like you've been friends for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Now I want to talk about Christmas. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So the movie Elf, okay. He's like crazy, Mr. Crazy, like everything about Christmas. But I want to say you're almost maybe even more excited about Christmas than Will Ferrell <laughs> was in the Elf. <laughs> that is a huge statement, <laughs> but not untrue. <laughs> <laughs> when did that love of Christmas start? 
I think it was when, when I was definitely a little bit older, like um, past being a child for sure. I, and maybe even when I had moved to Edmonton. So I moved to Edmonton away from my family when I was 24 to pursue a career. I was offered a job at a mall out there. It was my second one. And I think being away from my family made me appreciate it more because Christmas and usually I'd come home once in the summer was the only time that I saw my family. When I was in Fiji five years ago, I got a Be Merry tattoo as a reminder to just keep that that spirit of Christmas alive throughout the whole year. So to me, being merry and the spirit of Christmas is just the love and time that we seem to give to more people during the month of December. We make more time for our friends and family. We make it a priority to spend that time with them, as well as the lights. Just the lights at Christmas will instantly, literally warm my heart. (laughs) I love any kind of light display, but if you're even just walking down the street, like I was in Costco the other day and the tree is up already and immediately just seeing the, yeah, the, the Christmas trees are up. Christmas is in Costco. <laughs> and just it just makes me so happy and and warm and lovely and it just I, I can't even really explain it. Just Christmas is a feeling for me. It's a lifestyle. It's definitely not about the presents. I love giving presents, of course, but I'm a minimalist at heart, so I don't need anything. It's just really that time and that love. Are you a fan of Christmas movies and Christmas music? Oh, yes. Christmas music gets played throughout the whole year in spurts, for sure. Uh, It's usually at the top of my playlist. And Christmas movies, I will watch any Hallmark movie, but my favorite always will be Home Alone. Mm, Home Alone. Yes, that's a classic. Yeah, it's not really like positive Christmas, but it's it's Christmas. That and Die Hard. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I agree. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It really is. You know, because it's happening during Christmas, right? Yeah, they're at a Christmas party. <laughs> it's a Christmas party and home alone, it's Christmas time. And it's all about, you know, being left alone and the family missing him and the mom doing everything she possibly can to get home to Kevin, right? So, I mean, there's the love right there. But my favorite movie is, and I've seen it probably every year since I can remember, is It's a Wonderful Life. Of course, that that is such a beautiful movie. <laughs> yeah, and I always cry always cry when Jimmy Stewart's is on the bridge and he's, he's, he's asking for help and he's crying. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I know how it's going to end, but I, I still cry, you know, and that's what evokes those emotions, right? Is, is that connection? It's that feeling that you get when, you know, getting circling back to social media for a second is when someone is looking at your social media account and you are posting content that is real and authentic and, and it makes people feel something, you know, and it doesn't matter what that feeling is that, and that feeling is going to evoke some sort of response. It's either, I don't like what you're doing and I need to tell you that, or more importantly, it's that I want to follow you. I want to see what you're doing. I want to see, you know, I want to connect with you. And again, it's getting back to those connections because connections are what makes the world go round. It's yeah, love, but it's that, you know, circle of, of life and love and friends and all the rest of it that is, is so important. No, I completely agree with you. And again, going back to Christmas, it's such a good time to connect. What brought on your love for Christmas? I remember as a little girl growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. And I just remember Christmas was, we got one present and we had the tree and and time and and 
food. It was about food at Christmas and about being with family. And then just over the years, it just, and I, I love Christmas music. I don't play it throughout the year, but sometimes I'll feel like I'm in the mood for some Christmas music and I'll throw it on. It's, but it has to be very specific depending on how I'm feeling. You know, like I've, I've played Trans-Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> yes. Classic and gorgeous. Classic and gorgeous, you know, and it is Christmas, technically Christmas, but it's not like, you know, Bing Crosby and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But, but yeah, I love Christmas music. I love Christmas movies. You know, I love baking at Christmas. And for me, it's about giving, you know, it's again about giving presents of baking. So I don't, you know, I'm like you in a sense that, you know, people have stuff, you know, if you want stuff, they'll buy it. And why rack your brain and, and spend tons of money buying something for someone that's like, oh, thanks. And they put it away or whatever it is, but people appreciate handmade things. You know, if you if you knit, if you bake, if you make candles, if you whatever it is, people will appreciate that more and appreciate time, you know, spending time with someone. It's like, you know, my gift to you is, you know, here's a lunch, coffee dates. Let's go for dinner. Let's go to see a play. Let's go ice skating. Let's do something. Let's plan a day. My gift to you is my time because I value our friendship and I value our time. No, I love that. Uh, in Edmonton, with friends, one Christmas Eve, we all didn't have something to do. So we loaded up the unicorn, which is my van, uh, and with the seven of us and fruit and chips and popcorn and different things. And we visited probably about 20 different hospitals, fire stations, ambulance stations, police stations, because we felt all these folks are working on Christmas Eve away from their families. Let's go and bless them. And just that time with my friends was amazing. And one of my favorite moments when I came back to Winnipeg, when I moved back here six years ago, is I went to a small little church in Fannistel, Manitoba, which is one town over from where I grew up. And there was a harpist in there. It was my first Christmas experience of the season. The whole church was dark and there was these amazing lights everywhere. And just before the intermission, they played a song that had literal sleigh bells in it. And the lights came on and I am heaving, sobbing because the music just got right to my heart. And my parents look over, they're like, are you enjoying the show? I'm like, it's just so beautiful. <laughs> like, it was just that sound of the jingle bells mixed in with the overall music and the lights and the people and spending that time with my parents. It's ugh, Christmas memories are just the best. <laughs> Mm -hmm. My favorite part about Christmas is when my kids were younger and they would always be in Christmas concerts and they're so cute at that age. And, and it just, it just something special. And, you know, parents, everybody, the whole family comes to a Christmas concert to watch the kids up there. And I can't wait for Lenny to, when she starts going to school and, and being in Christmas concerts. So I can't wait for that. I hope they come back this year. Yes, I hope so too. Now you have a niece and a nephew. Are they big Christmas fans as well? I think they are because I am. Okay. <laughs> so um, I, I really bring that, that joy. and We love to do crafts before Christmas. And you're totally right. The whole family goes down and watches the Christmas concert. My niece uh, hasn't gotten the chance to do one in two years since kindergarten because of, of the pandemic. And she wants to be a singer when she grows up. So she is also very hopeful that Christmas concerts come back this year and maybe she'll even get a solo. Uh, so I, I love to try to embrace and bring them into all the Christmas things and be supportive of everything they're doing around Christmas because I want them to feel that joy and that love as well. Mm -hmm. You know, when it gets back to community and sharing, because you're sharing your love and your joy and, and just helping each other, you know, and Christmas can be a tough time for people and whatever we can do to just bring that joy of, 
of life and love and happiness and a sense of Christmas, you know, that enchantment, just the joy and make-believe and, you know, and Santa Claus. I love that. You're definitely right. It can be a very hard time for folks. And I don't want to push my happiness and try to, you know, Christmas wash everything too. I want to be realistic for folks. um, But it is something that I'm very passionate about. and, And I love it a lot. But I understand that not everyone's in the same boat. And that's okay. Not everyone has a Be Merry tattoo on their arm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> You're the first person I know that has that. So that, that's, that's really special. But yeah, you know, it's, it's just being there and sometimes just offering time, you know, and say, hey, I know you're struggling and I'm here for you. And sometimes that's really all the gift that they need is, is just the fact that somebody has taken the time to care and, and want to be with them. And so um, that's always special. I agree. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful. And thank you so much for coming on. And I loved our conversation. And, you know, we talked about, again, being connectors and, you know, the world of social media and, you know, again, getting back to helping people, because that's really at the crux of, of everything is that we're here to help each other and, and be there for each other. I completely agree. It's a really great opportunity that we have to just reach out to one another. Yes, absolutely. All right. So if people want to reach out to you until you get your website, how can, <laughs> how can they find you? <laughs> uh, please follow me and, and feel free to shoot a direct message or DM to me on Instagram. I'm this is Tinika and Tinika is T-I-N-E-K-E. We'll make sure we put that in the show notes and uh, also your LinkedIn and your Facebook. And so that people could connect with you on different platforms and uh, get to know you and what you can offer and then somebody needs some help I know that um, you're the right person that they can they can go to awesome thank you so much and if someone needs a coffee date it's you (laughs) yes absolutely I'm always up for a coffee date (laughs) yeah you are yes and we need to book one soon (laughs) yes yes we need one too yes (laughs) all right thank you so until next time think about what you want out of social life and social media Is it that you want to be connecting with people? Is it that you want to share your content? And think about what your purpose is. And if it's just to have fun, put yourself out there, be authentic, be yourself, and enjoy the moment. And if you need some help with anything to do with social media, with the digital world, please reach out to Tinika and I will put her information in the show notes. But I know that having worked with her myself, she is a wonderful person and will make sure to help you get to what you need. And if you're a Christmas lover, she would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. You looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, The Fountain App, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.